Welcome to the Special Delivery Damn Near Daily Podcast. I am your host, Special. On this episode, Duckworth calls in to tell us everything we don't know and should know about his project, An Extra Ugly Mixtape. We actually ended up having a super long conversation, so there will be more with him on a show called Opening Up. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss it. And let's just hop into it. Today on the show, I got Duckworth. How you doing? Pretty good, yeah. Okay, good plan. How about you? I'm great, and I'm so glad to have you here. I've been bumping an extra ugly mixtape like crazy, so I'm so excited that we actually get to talk about it. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. First question. What's up with the black nails? What's up with the skirt? Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. That's funny. How did you know that extra was going to be the first track on this project? You sound like you surprised. You sound like you ain't know. Welcome to the show, let the wave just grow And if you know, better sing this slow I'm so extra I'm so next Um, for a while I didn't Actually, extra is going to be the last song on a project because it's going to be like the kind of like the period to the second so like extra ugly made sense to me to put at the end but um i was kind of looking at the last project and with i'm ugly last year i kind of started it off strong so it's like i want to kind of like shape it in that same fashion and just kind of just like hit people over the head kind of shock them make them feel a little bit i don't know uncomfortable whatever it may be <laughs> It's kind of like shock at first, then going to the um, vibe of the album. Definitely. No, you use the word strong, and that's what I use to talk about it, too, because it just comes in really strong, and you're just like, yes. You come in in the thick of it, and you're just like, yes, this is this is powerful. Mm-hmm, full thick. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Boy, when you put it out, you talked about fuck social constructs, because there's the switch up in the middle, and just kind of going against all these things that were programmed to think. What was it like writing that one? It kind of came natural because I, I was kind of like in that mental space already as far as the death of like Bowie and Prince. Uh, I noticed like a reemergence and attention to like androgyny and stuff. And then people speaking on like different just like energy, sexual energy and stuff like that, being like male and female. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, it was just like already an interesting topic and concept to me. And like I was, I was also going further into this whole funk area. Some of my favorite funk artists have like been the most androgynous. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I actually made, not the label, the um, brand uh, boy, the t-shirts I was doing. I was still doing. But I made that first. So I made the t-shirts first, uh, embroidered them, had them ready to go. And then I made the song after to like be a theme song to the brand, which is really funny. I've never done that before. That's super dope. No, I like that a lot because just being able to bring that all together and really like bring it to 2017 because it's so important because we're getting more conscious about the fluidity of gender and sexuality. So like, why not talk about it in a song and just an incredible song at that? Thank you. 
appreciate that. Problem. That was a vibe making that. Uh, that was where Alexander spent. We were at Katana Hundreds. They had a warehouse downtown. In that warehouse, they had like a studio and stuff. I don't know. We just go in there like vibe. And I don't know. There was something about that day. It was really like chill. We were just like in this like really super chill space. And he like had a VHS playing. And it was like this silhouette of this uh, black silhouette of this girl just like dancing with hella static around her and stuff. And I kept seeing that on loop. Then he was like playing the keys to it. And everything. It was, it was real. It was a real vibey day. <laughs> but that's how like that song came about. I love the idea of the silhouette because my logo is actually a silhouette of a girl with headphones. Yeah, the shape is unmistakable. The female shape is definitely unmistakable. And it's one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Now, I also feel like this project is kind of like an ode to the seasons. Was that something that you did Damn. consciously or it just kind of happened? How did you know that? That's ill. Thank you. Because you can hear it. Thank you for picking up on that. Like, that was a big part of the project was seasons. Because it's like, I never catch seasons when I want to. I was to drop the video for Boy in spring, but it ended up being, uh, actually it never came out. Because I was planning that, then it went to summer. Summer went to fall, then I'm just like, fuck, it's too late. In the same sense, even with summer's exit, it's saying like everything comes to an end, but then it begins again. You always get a new chance. Also, it's like this whole thing that I have. I always drop, make summer music, but I never get to drop the videos in like the prime time of summer. <laughs> so it's always me chasing season. So making a seasons type album is me like making it just in case I don't make something. I'm going to make it <laughs> when it comes around the next time. And stuff. <laughs> Especially since like, albums are like a year long type promotion. But it's just another way of like stamping time, you know. And for me, I'm trying to like find ways to like connect to like my current environment. Just connect to like earth <laughs> in that sense because when you're an artist, you don't even know what day it is sometimes. I just got off the tour, and I never knew what day it was. I just knew that I had to get out the van and mic check and perform and get back in the van. <laughs> so it's like a cool way of, like, I wanted that this project to be all about season and, like, season changing, but being, like, accepting them. And also that metaphorically saying, like, how life changes, how people, like, friends come and go. Just different experiences will happen, but you have to, like, keep in mind that time is relative, and they will always continually go. You just got to be alone with the ride. That's what I was going to say is it is so metaphoric to like life and like growing up. And it's such a perfect way to tie things together. But I've had conversations with other artists, too, to where, yeah, we want to drop this during summer. But it's just summer goes so fast. You're like, oh, fuck. Well, it's gone now. So are you waiting to drop the boy video next summer? Or how do you feel about that right now? Spring. I'm going to drop the boy video finally in spring of 2018. I'm very excited to drop it because now I have the budget for it. I have the, um, I can get like the team for it and everything. Like I have way more resources now to actually do it the way I, I imagined it back in 2017. I'm excited. So excited for that. And then you mentioned touring. I saw you at Hyro Day, and my favorite thing that you did was you performed a little version of Provider by N.E.R.D. Yeah. I actually have lyrics to that song tattooed on me, so I like but, felt that connection. You've actually performed it a couple other places. What's the thought process behind performing that? Gotta face the tonight. One more time, say. Goodbye, beloved boy. Never see my face no more. I'm a rider. Gotta face the streets tonight. Well, it connects in with Lowrider because Lowrider is talking about just like riding your bike and stuff. And um, in a provider video, Pharrell and like Chad, I don't know if Shay was in I think Shay was in it too, but they were all riding their bikes and stuff. So it was just a connection to just being a rider and everything. 
even like connecting it to a relationship and like how you can just like have a ride or die type situation. So I don't know. NERD and Neptune, they speak to me heavy. And I don't know, it was kind of like a hoping and wishing that NERD would come back together. Maybe if I perform this song enough, they'll come back together and look what happened. You did it! <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much! <laughs> yeah, yeah, we needed one more project. They couldn't leave it on nothing. Nothing was like boo-boo as fuck. Exactly. What would you say your favorite NERD song is? My favorite NERD song uh, is Chariot of Fire. Ooh. I like it because it's so like intentional and stuff. And I think he wrote that for a girl who had cancer and like she didn't want to tell her friends or something. Like, it was his way of, like, telling them or something. I don't know. But also, I like it because it has the uh, sinker track. It has, um... Just a minute ago. Uh, um, Searching for My Way Back. Yes. <sighs> it's, that's, a, that's an emotional one. <laughs> but, yeah, that one. And then, um, I always say the solo. The what? First time I heard that, I cried. The solo? The guitar solo for Sooner or Later? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that was the one. That was definitely the one. So good. I feel like Chariot of Fire kind of is in the same realm of Run to the Sun and like Run to the Sun will never die to me. Oh, yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah those classics, Run to the Sun. What was the other one people I play all the time? Am I high? Yeah. Those are always like the back to back. If you play one, you got to play the other one. <laughs> no, I'm glad that they're finally like coming back and like just rocking out and stuff. And it's like kind of appealing to this new generation because like when I got off this tour, like I had so much fun. Like Rich Chica, Don Crez and like Chandler Trez and I, we all had like super fun and just like bugging out but it was like it was heavy trap like the fact that we were even doing like the type of music like that we were making like we we appealed to definitely like the nerd generation the scene sounds generation of nerd type stuff for like to like appeal to a generation that's fully trapped out it's just like yo like this like this is crazy like they don't know our sound like that like they heard of it but it's just like they just want to hear like all that florida atlanta trap <laughs> that's all they know it's kind of cool to like get that like once again that like thumbs up from NERD for this generation, you know, because like if they trust anybody, they don't trust Pharrell, you know. So it's like opening opening that eclectic sound back up is so important right now, especially for like the younger generation mm-hmm. that are like heavy trapped out. And especially also like in this political climate, like with just everybody being so frustrated and not knowing what to do, that outlet of music is so incredible mm-hmm. and so necessary to just be like, okay, well, I don't really know what to do or where to go, but I'm going to go to the show and just let all my energy out. 100%. I would say that's the best healer is dancing. Dancing, moshing, like really moving your body, like moving those limbs. Like that's like the best way because now you're just going to be pissed off and like wanting to fight. (laughs) I used to make heavy political music and I found that like political music sometimes can like raise the tension or it's like it's easy to disagree, especially like in this generation. People are so opinionated and it's like that's good that people have opinions. But like I say, opinions of like assholes everybody has one definitely now you describe yourself as a gpk which is a grand pastor's kid and i think you kind of touch on it in such an interesting way in backyard miracles like you start off talking about yeah. how you fell asleep in church and then you go into like some really deep family stuff but kind of in like a comedic way there's so many tones that are set in that one Miracles happen every day. Every day. Miracles happen every day. Every day. Nigga, I'm a miracle away. Jesus turned water into wine. I was born on a Friday. Yeah. That mean they get the party cracking. What else? 
Bean the Kool-Aid in the ice tray. Hot dogs cooking in the backyard. Uncle really came with a strap on. Little cousin Didi turned dyke. What else? Her she really came with a strap on. Now ain't that a real sight. Homie get the banging and the nigga wanna fight. Uppercut Junior, but he hit him with the First question, did you really fall asleep in church? And for two, how did you go about writing that song? Man, I fell asleep in church all the time. My mom asked me to go to church this Sunday, this past Sunday, and I still fell asleep. I fell asleep, like, for, for a little bit of it. Usually I fall asleep for, like, a good, like, 25 minutes. I'll be out. But, like, this one, it was, like, a good five minutes, and it was cool. I was back. But I was in the choir when I was, like, eight years old, and, like, I don't know, they put me, like, in the middle portion of the of the pew on the uh, stage, and I would fall asleep in front of the whole church. And then, like, it would have to be the choir director that would have to tap somebody to tap somebody to tap somebody to tap me <laughs> to wake me up. And then when I woke up, I just see my mom in the audience, just like with the frowniest of faces, like giving me the death stare. It's just hilarious to me because it's like, I don't have such a strong connection with the church. But when you think about like the grand pastor's kid, you're supposed to be, you know what I mean? Like the golden child, but like, nah, you really fell asleep. That's so real. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the time. Oh, in the process, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the process for making that song one, I asked Ruth, because I heard this other song. Just uh, I was at my homie's spot, and he was just playing some like random stuff on SoundCloud. And I really loved the BPM in this one song. It was like a cutty-cutty song. So I recorded it, and I sent it to Ruth. I was like, hey, Ruth, do you have anything on this BPM? And he was like, yeah, 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 I got this one beat. And he sent it to me, I think, the night of. And like the beat just spoke to me, yo. Like It was, it went so hard. Like It went dumb hard. And it was the beat for uh, Rackyard Miracles. I actually wrote a good portion of like that uh the lyrics for backyard miracles for like on another beat but it just it didn't it didn't really mesh so like this one day i was working at um westlake and i was working on a couple of tracks including throw your ass out nice but um i couldn't work on throw your ass out yet so i was like all right cool let me work on something else i like grabbed the beat that you gave me and i was just going through different phrasing different phrase and different phrase i was like what would speak to me the most like what would be something i'll just like knock people over the head and I just came across this one phrase, and it said, um, um, walk on top of water, miracles happen every day. And I'm just like, damn, I need to do something with that because it's such a, a broad, like, statement because it goes outside of religion. It's just, like, pretty much saying, like, miraculous things happen, things that you can't even, like, imagine, you know what I'm saying, things that you can't even, like, comprehend. Beautiful things happen, like, on an everyday basis, you know what I'm saying? Claim it, you know, be in it, exist in it, you know? When it happens, be aware of it, you know? But, yeah, so got that start writing lyrics like kind of phrasing around it and i don't know for some reason i just imagine like yeah family family because it's like like my upbringing was like the church but i'm not per se religious you know like i'm more so on the spiritual side and i'm still learning you know like my goal is to be like fully like intact with my spirit my spirit and my man you know my body blah 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 so it's like I wanted to actually kind of like be super transparent about where I'm currently at, like what my past is, and kind of like use like humorous terms or even kind of like offensive things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just in a sense, kind of bringing all the worlds together, you know, but then still bringing it back to walk on top of water. Miracles happen every day. It's a saying. It's just like if I can get out the hood, if I can get out of like this situation, you know, if I can like push to like not be like my father, you know, then it's like cool, miracle, boom.
miracles happen every day. I think that one's cool, too, because it's like if you don't even know that you're a grand pastor's kid, it's just a dope song. And it has, you know, funny things, but it also has a resilience in it. But it's like to know that that Mm -hmm. is your background, it kind of adds another element to it. So I feel like it can go both ways. But either way, it's just like super dope. No, definitely. Shout out to RU for real. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> the one. There's another one too. There's another song on there called "Hello God," mm-hmm. and it kind of like covers the whole like uh, spirituality and stuff like that. God today and he said call again tomorrow it's not like he was busy he's invested in my sorrows sometimes I get the answer and sometimes I get the doubts on I hit him with the urgent text but all I see is that so I are the more the church side of it and just feeling that like certain things were happening in my life besides the album being that season is also about like uh, my temptations and like my vices and one of my like main vices is sex pretty much <laughs> or just sexuality in general it, it could be the most distracting shit ever in life and um, between Thayer Asal and then Michael, like I wanted to kind of have this narrative where I'm just saying, it's just like, I know that this, like there's something wrong about this, about always like being in like, you know, in lust, but like also like just always like, you know, falling for sexual temptation, especially us as men, like always fall for sexual temptation. You know, it's like one of our biggest setbacks is just booty. And it's just, yeah, like I want to speak on that. And then kind of like very to the end of the album, we're saying maybe I'm not having these things happen in my life, these miracles that I want, because I, I'm like fall for sexual temptation all the time. Because like even before that, back there are miracles, you know, it's like, cool, I, I acknowledge that miracles happen, but it's just like maybe it's not happening because like maybe he's not hearing me because I had sex with home chick last week. <laughs> so it's just kind of going in the brain of a GPK. That's what kind of some of the things we deal with, especially if you're like not exactly in the church. It's, it's funny. That's such an interesting conversation, too, because I've had conversations with guys who, like, have had spouts of celibacy and they do feel like they get more done and they feel like they're just more productive in general and maybe better things happen to them or, you know what I mean? So it's just an interesting conversation to have. But it's like, at the same time, sex is, like, so natural and something that we should engage in and kind of let that energy be free but yeah it's just it's a very interesting like mm. juxtaposition to like what we should do with that energy because yeah, yeah. it gets you guys in trouble all the time <laughs> like <laughs> all the time all the time yo i have nothing against it like against sexuality like i'm big on it in the sense but it's, it's the overindulgence of it you know like and it could even be with like the person that you're with you know like, if you spend so much time, like, in the sexual, like, in just, like, sexual realm, like, you're saying, gonna get shit done. But especially for us men who are, like, promiscuous, you know, who, like, spend a lot of time just, like, on the hunt. Being on tour, you see it, you know? And it's just, like, I kind of just sit back and be like, damn, yo, we spent a lot of time. Like, if we took that same energy and put it to, like, creating while we was on tour, like, we would have had fucking jams, yo. It would have been, like crazy but it's just i don't know so much stuff you can get done or even if you just place that in a different area of your like body or your energy or even if you put that in like finance and investment yeah <laughs> anything <laughs> you be in a better place anything you know like in, that energy can be placed anywhere yo but it's like you put that specific energy into like hunting for like booty it's a waste of time it's a pure waste of time when you look back and you're just like, damn, I spent a lot of time there. And I think that's a big thing, even with 
people of color, you know. I would say because I'm a black dude, so I can speak for like a black man and stuff like that. If we were able to angle that towards investing in like finance, investing in different, just different like shit. Yeah, no, <laughs> I no, we'd be in a better no place. things that yeah, things that'll give you better outcomes and things that are progressing towards a better life in general. Like, yeah, no, I completely get it. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. That's another thing with our extra ugly. Extra ugly is pretty much ugly is a term of just transparency. Just being ugly with it, being okay <laughs> with being ugly, you know. And it's just like that's a biggie. That's a real big biggie. Kendrick talks about it a lot too, which I do appreciate. And that's definitely something I wanted to applaud with this project was the transparency and the growth and just kind of putting it all on the table and just letting it be there. That's. Mm-hmm so important especially you know what i mean in your kind of early to late 20s there's so many things constantly going on and to just be transparent with it is so difficult but so important i don't feel anybody else is going to speak on it because it's so like celebrated to be super promiscuous and to be like this like pimp player (laughs) you know just to be like this like walling out character that just just only cares about like getting women and it's like it's trophy you know in certain ways it's so many like the spectrum of existence is so beyond that it's i feel that we're kind of caged in the whole like sexual cravings and that's all you get for now like i said there will be an upcoming episode of the show opening up that will feature even more with duckworth we talked about chakra energies more nerd talk stranger things all kinds of stuff on that episode so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button if you want to keep up with me let me know what you liked about this episode you can tweet me i am at special says on twitter or on Instagram or Snapchat. Those are at special says as well. And thank you so much for listening.